happy to welcome to Below the Belt Show. Wow, she's an amazing writer, director extraordinaire, actress extraordinaire, but she's the writer, producer, and star of this great film that a few of us here uh, got to check out. Got a little sneak peek, which we're excited and privileged to watch, called Under the Lantern Lit Sky. We welcome Jacqueline Bethany. Jacqueline, good to have you. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Wow, what a film. I got to say, this complete, complete work, work of art. And what, what you're able to accomplish on an independent film level budget and, and what you're working with, uh, especially a period piece to come out looking as beautiful as it did and so well written and um, so well acted as well. So I have uh, lots of great things, great things to say about this film. So congratulations. Um, so you're going to be a part of the Brooklyn Film Festival this weekend. So congratulations on that, being one of the spotlight films of that. How was that process? In um... Yeah, well, I, you know, I don't know. I, I haven't, I didn't direct it, so I haven't been involved in the, the festival uh, submissions or um, sort of the promotion of the film in that way, but... Um, you know, it feels nice to have it in a festival. You know, it was made, I think we filmed it two years ago. So um, I think it was finished with post, I, I believe, right around the time of COVID, the code of the code of COVID lockdown. So I, I think the movie is online as part of the festival right now. And then there's a weekend in-person screening um, that's happening Saturday. Saturday so, in New York City in Brooklyn, yes. Yeah, yeah. So that I'm is, here. I'm in. I'm in New York, um, and um, it's very, very hot, very warm, um, which has kind of been shocking, actually. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jessica is also in New York. I'll be in New York yeah. uh, this weekend for the Tribeca Film Festival. So. Yeah. Hi, okay. Jacqueline. Uh, I also want to add that that the film. Um, was really really incredible, uh, touching. I I loved the locations. I loved what you guys did with the sets. Um, you know the sets and obviously like costume was was like a real big one too. Your hair and makeup. It was uh, <laughs> there's so much that went into this filming, not just obviously with the camera setups, but you know uh, the the locations. Um, and the detail, like attention to detail, which is really, really difficult with like period pieces yes. that I thought you guys did an absolutely brilliant job. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's always, I think, you know, every kind of film, I mean, this was a different kind of role for me because I usually direct um, and, but I do, I love acting and I love facilitating my own work in whatever, um, you know, capacity that entails and the combination of the different skills. So I guess you never know when you're going into, um, a project, I always sort of feel like I don't know what I'm doing or like things are going to go wrong. And then it's just sort of out of your control in a lot of ways. And you have to sort of like, just trust that the magic will happen. Um, so I was curious when you wrote the script, um, did you have in mind that you want to play Blanche all along, Jacqueline? Um, I don't. It, it actually sort of just developed as a play, an idea. Um, and then 
I, you know, I maybe, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think once it was sort of turned into a film and I was going to sort of stay on board in the capacity that I, I was in, I was like, yeah, it's a great um, role. And I felt like I could do it, but I didn't feel like I could do everything on this film, obviously. So I decided just to act and sort of give the directing um, to Michelle and um, and the script. So that's sort of it was it was very intense um, acting wise. It's it's um, you know it's it's challenging and we shot in a very uh, short amount of time and it's a very like emotional kind of arc, um, but also really fun um, to get to be in an, a, a, a film that takes place in a different time and. Um, you know, I'm from the South, I'm from Mississippi, and so that stories nice. about those places are very close to me, um, and I think, of course, when I was, and whenever I really write anything, I, I sometimes will see myself in certain characters or whatever, but I'm not always in them, so. Right. Uh, yeah. But I think that was a good call, um, having you portray Blanche. I thought you did a phenomenal job. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, yeah, and I have a quick question too. So, um, well, having been both writer and lead actor on this project, um, do you find it easier that process of creating the character, you know, from both perspectives, or do you prefer being an actor, actor, you know, interpreting a written character? Um, I think that's interesting, and I think you, that's a good question. And most of my experience comes from theater, where it's very much you're working really closely with a writer. Um, or, you know, if it's a, it, it, to me, like plays and theater is more about, uh, uh, starts with the writing and the director sort of interprets that. And that was, I think, very much like this process. Um, so, and the way that I've kind of worked in the past, like I was saying, is like project dependent. And I don't, and I, I was really solely just acting until I was like 24, like, uh, and then I started writing my own short scripts and sort of. So it's sort of evolved. It's always evolving for me. I think I've actually, you know, I, I, in a way, I, I started pursuing directing and then more acting opportunities opened up. And it's interesting how that works when you're trying to pursue one thing, but then something else sort of, um, you know, opens the, the door to uh, a creatively fulfilling and challenging part of yourself that you, you know, you didn't know uh existed as much before or something if that makes sense so that was definitely like the process in this particular project too was sort of finding my own way with the story and the character through also the writing um that i i had some you know control over but um i think it, it comes down to you know the editing there's so many elements that happen after that i wasn't as was involved in but very grateful for the um the creative collaboration that happened before mm -hmm. the filming and, um, and on okay. set. I was also curious of choosing the, the timeline for this film because this is a movie that you could actually put in contemporary times, right? It still could have worked, right? And I was just curious on your decision. I think it definitely has universal themes. Um, yes. And I think that, you know, when you're looking at sort of classic drama or whatever um 
it's obviously there's a reason why these types of stories have stuck with us for a long period of time. And also Blanche's experience, I think, felt very um, relevant to what we were experiencing in our in our zeit cultural zeitgeist and also with the LGBTQ community and sort of like all of that sort of being these are two people that I feel have experienced trauma and that that can be that's very much a part of the zeitgeist today and sort of this like reckoning that we're kind of having you know with our culture and society so I think it it also has the ability to feel yes it takes place in you know um 1920s or whatever but it also feels very much relevant and could take place at any time right Uh, but I think that's cool that you added that aspect because you have the awesome costuming and the awesome um, just everything that you did that was relevant to that time period was just so beautifully done. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I, I like the way that certain period films and directors, filmmakers like add will add that's not so strictly period and they'll add things that are you know, from different era, it's like you get the feeling of the period, but it's not like super, super strict. Um, I, I don't know, like Sofia Coppola kind of comes to mind for her, like, yeah. um, you know, putting a converse in Marie Antoinette or um, sort of just like punching in those moments that make it relevant to an audience today. Um, because, you know, it's not a drama. It's not people aren't with this, I don't think, are expecting to feel... You want to feel transformed, of course, but not um, stiff in like a, in a very like period austere uh, world. Mm-hmm. Wow! And um, I was reading uh, the synopsis on the Shark Media website, which is um, which is great because it summed up the film perfectly. Um, most of the actors come from theater backgrounds. You're not dealing with a lot of film and TV actors in your project, right? Um, I think, yeah, it was, it was mainly, you know, people definitely that started out in the theater that had, um, you know, it was kind of a combination of the director and and myself bringing in people that we knew. Um, and I think most of them or all of them actually have, you know, graduate degrees from top acting MFA programs, which can lead to different paths and, they do. They have worked in, um, yeah, in film and TV. But I do think they're most of them are very much a part of the theater community in in New York, um, which is always something I'm um, trying to. I that's sort of where my network started too. So I'm always trying to like bring back those people or expand my network in that way. It, it's a very um, special uh, community and that has honestly been you know suffering so much in the past absolutely um, oh two years almost i don't know where we're at yeah (laughs) Um, i think i think broadway opens up this fall finally right yeah yes that's that's some a positive in that so that's it again sorry yeah no uh, go ahead you you mentioned that the you guys had a very short period of time to film um, and I did notice in the credits that there were three different locations. Could you tell us like what that timeline was like, you know, fitting that into those locations? Mm-hmm. So the first part of the of the shoot was in L.A., um, which was, you know, local to everyone working on it. Mm-hmm. 
and I believe we shot for about a week in LA and then we went to New Orleans the beginning of uh and shot for like four days there or something so it was very quick but also we had a lot of we had period of rehearsal um we had a like a bit of a break in between the the two shoots to kind of like figure out what we needed and stuff like that so um it was summer 2018 and it was um uh very hot um which i think added to maybe the feeling of the film and um the sweat and the you know like the the humidity that um is in the south <laughs> for sure let's talk about michelle bossy um because i was also reading that she experienced something very similar to your character blanche she actually married uh someone who actually ended up you know coming out of the closet um i guess initially was going through those decisions and then decided that he was gay um i thought that was an interesting take so michelle actually had personal experience to actually draw on for directing this film Yes. And, you know, I didn't know her full, like her full personal history, of course. And um, yeah. I honestly, that's why artists are attracted to other artists material a lot of the time is because they, they have a similar experience or they relate to um, relate to the material. And she she did. And I um, so I think it was also a pretty emotional, <clears throat> emotional experience for her. Um, and it's probably very, um, I'm, I'm, it was great working with her and I'm sure she's super proud that it, it's, you know, come out beautifully and as having a premiere. So, um, I think it's, it's, I don't, you know, I, I, I definitely think every project I do has a little bit of me, but like, I, you know, I, I have not had that experience, but it's interesting. Mm -hmm. It, um, I think it can feel quite cathartic when you're dealing with, um, a uh someone that's been in that position and then to right. see them go through the process of making the film um and i i think i'm i believe she's like very happy with the film so um, wow I'm, you know it's it's turned out so that's like the perfect director for your film with someone that uh, you know yeah. and that's amazing yeah. how you that you linked up with michelle yeah, is there we a story were, behind linking up we with were, michelle we were introduced through another um a friend who was in the an actor in the movie christy escobar um and she actually had worked with michelle in theater um and so i was developing this idea as a play and that was originally going to be the um the form it would take and you know i was prepared to do that for years because plays can be developed for years and years or whatever and then Michelle had recently moved to Los Angeles and she was really looking to get into film and TV. So it sort of became a feature film quite quickly. Um, and I, you know, I think the script was still in like the old like play format, even like when right up until right before we were shooting. So I think we had some crossover, obviously, in the, the New York theater community, but I didn't know her before this project. Wow. Wow. Very cool, very cool. Uh, I did want to talk about uh, Jacqueline, some of the stuff on your IMDb because you have a couple projects that are in post production that look really awesome. Um, 
Before the World Set on Fire, you're the director and writer of that one. Uh, the Falling World, which uh, seems like a really cool mystery. Um, are, you, are you able to talk about these projects? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, I think during uh, COVID, I became really, um, really anxious um, to, and was feeling so withdrawn from art, basically, and like being in the room with other artists and right. um, before the world set on fire was a very interesting um, project that was uh, kind of put together also fairly quickly um, made partially on zoom um, which was made in June last year at like the height of sort of COVID and we wow. were one of like five production shooting in the U S or something. Wow. So that, and that script basically was not fully finished at the time we started um, working on it or, or quote unquote shooting on Zoom, but because there were no, um, you know, setups or camera prep or makeup or anything like that, everyone was sort of their own person on, they're just, re, you know, doing their part. Um, we had a lot of time to develop the, the script and the material in the Zoom room which was funny, and then we um, we shot the rest of it in August. There's a, also a part that takes place in real life, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's a really uh, intense sort of genre. It's about a woman who, um, it's not pandemic related, but it's uh, yeah. a, she's a professor at a local, um, not a local, but a, sm a small liberal arts school that is, um, under a quarantine because of a chemical leak in a lab, but um, it's just, you know, within their own community, but they're sort of investigating how it happened. And so she's conducting, she's a philosophy professor. She's conducting um, like her fifth seminar sort of with these kind of some very uninterested, some very interested undergraduates. Um, and as it goes on, you kind of realize that this one student is sort of in a completely different, um, mindset and taking the the Nietzsche who she's um sort of talking about and uh explaining kind of very uh literally and um it gets like a little bit scary and then something happens and then she's being blamed for what happens in the class so that's the second that's the second part of the movie um and it stars um or the the woman who plays Anya, the the lead is um, is Brooke Bloom, and she's an amazing actress. And Sam Levine plays um, Wilder, uh, and it was oh, just yeah, like a Sam really, Levine. He's great. Really, really great um, ensemble ensemble cast. Awesome. Well, we cannot wait cool. uh, for them to release so we can have you back and talk about them. But uh, I was also seeing that you were in Mank, David Fincher's Oscar-nominated film. How how was that experience uh, being on that um, set? Well, I mean, I'm, like, not really in it, but uh, <laughs> I guess, you know, it's, like, it was, an, it was an amazing experience to be on that. Talk about, like, period specificity and, like, right. um, watching an amazing director. Uh, the, the scene, I'm, like, you know, sort of blinking, you'll miss me, but was a, one, actually the first scene that they shot, uh, first day of shooting. And I think they spent like a week on the scene, um, which wow. was like page and a half. Um, <laughs> but it did. Um, These multiple it was, takes. That's why. Uh, yeah, it was. 
you know, like 70, 80. <laughs> but, um, he takes a lot he, of takes. Uh, you know, also works with the same crew over and over again, um, usually. Yes. Um, and I, you know, he's so knowledgeable about uh, lighting and lenses and, and cinematography. And, like, I thought he was actually the cinematographer. <laughs> um, so... But yeah, that was just like such a cool experience. Like I was happy to be there. I would be a fly on the wall and and that um, on that set with those with those artists. Amazing. And uh, any other closing questions from the panel for for Jacqueline before we wrap up the interview? Yeah, I have a quick one actually. Yeah, um, Amanda, go ahead. So, yeah, yeah. So I heard you mention a few times that you, you know, the, a lot of the actors that you work with um, went to, you know, different graduate programs. Do you feel like that's a super important element of becoming a, success, a successful actor? Or do you think, or, you know, what are the important elements to you of becoming a success? Oh, not at all. I mean, I think that that is all dependent on on the person. I mean, there's so many examples of, of successful actors that, you know, didn't even finish high school. So I, I think it, right. I, although I, I value personally education and um, I think I went to grad school for directing, for which directing, which is different, but for AFI, me, right? yes, um, for me, it, it gave me a, a network and really pushed me to, to make things. Um, but I, I don't think there's any right way. I do think like taking classes and like making sure you're like, sort of like, I don't know, using that muscle often because you know as an actor you're not going to be working all the time unless you're you get really lucky <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's I guess like my best sort of advice um with that um but everyone has their own path and um you know I didn't go to grad school for acting and I still act so it's not like right. the bottom end all it's just up to the person I think awesome, that's, that's great to hear because, because we're all actors here that, that, that was great oh, thank you right, right. Okay, yeah. Jessica, you have a question? Yeah, I do have an additional question. Um, and actually, it is in regards to the acting, but how does one prepare and how did you prepare uh, for the more intimate scenes? Interesting. You know, it's interesting because I did like a short back in February, I, I don't know, earlier this year that had like nothing. I mean, I, there, that's always tricky and I think you have to kind of be because I've also been on the other side of it as a director directing um intimate scenes or whatever and I think you kind of just have to be upfront, like with what it's going to be but also um I, I I kind of look at it as I feel like there's some sort of taboo around like intimacy or like I don't know. And I, I think as long as you're comfortable with it and feel safe, I mean, I think it's just in the way it's part of our, it's part of life. Like it's, you know, it's a big part of life and I think life should be reflected on screen. Um, you know, I'm not like opposed to uh, going there if the, if the part. I mean, how it was shot was very tasteful. Like how it was yeah. shot and how it was done was and, very tasteful. Right. Was that, that, was that the director or was that more like, what you guys kind of did as actors on set when you were feeling the scene. I don't know, like, how did that? I think, I think I would, I would not have done that had it not been, been clear to me um, that uh, they would be shot in an intimate way. Um, 
I'm sorry, in a, I'm not sorry, not an intimate way, in a tasteful way. The intimate scenes would, would, that would be shot in an intimate way was very important to me if I was going to play um, that role. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic film. Brooklyn Film Festival. You can check out Under the Lantern Lit Sky. Uh, Jacqueline, thank you. thank you so much for uh, joining us here on Below the Belt Show. And before we let you go, if you could uh, do a little promo, let us know who you are. Throw out a plug for uh, Under the Lantern Lit Sky or whatever you want to promote. And just let us know you're on uh, Below the Belt Show and, yeah, whatever you want at the end. Okay. Um I am Jacqueline Bethany. I'm an filmmaker, actor, writer. Um, I, the film that I recently uh, wrote and appear in will be playing Under the Lantern of the Sky. We'll be playing the Brooklyn Film Festival this weekend. Also, um, it's online, I believe, um, on demand. Uh, you can buy a ticket. Um, and yeah, I have a couple of projects coming up that we talked about. And thank you guys so much for having me. <laughs> this is Below the Belt. <laughs> Yes. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Producer Chach, can you take a snapshot of us? All right, right ready? ready? One, two, three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ja- Jacqueline, you look like you're ready for your beauty. Jacqueline, you look like you're ready for your beauty rest. Is it that blurry? <laughs> yeah, it's been that blurry the whole time. Weird. I don't know. It might be my phone. I wasn't expecting to be on like camera, but it's fine. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, you look yeah. lovely nonetheless. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Thank you thank so, you much, so much, much for watching the film and supporting my work. Best of luck at the at the Brooklyn thank Film Festival. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm definitely sure it's going to be an award winner. I'm excited. <laughs> thank you. Thank you guys.